0: This is Spilling Royal Tea with Sean Mandel.
1: It is our final episode of season two, Spilling Royal Tea. We've been waiting for the coronation. The whole thing has been a buildup to the coronation. And we finally had it this past weekend.
2: We sure did. And it has been such a whirlwind. I feel like a mad dash to the coronation. And I, I just can't believe that it, it came and went.
1: <laughs> it's it, it was wild. And especially because it's, you know, like staying, uh, you know, I'm on the West Coast of the US and, and it's just, ba- I basically just ended up staying up all night because yeah. it didn't make, you know, there was all the coverage before and the ceremony started at 3 a.m. my time. Yeah. And it ended up just making sense to like at midnight You know, my time, the coverage is already starting. So I'm like, well, I guess here we go. Got to pop out the Sugar Free Red Bulls. But then the Sunday, there was the Coronation concert, which also Mm -hmm. happened with Katy Perry being the big headliner, along with Lionel Richie. It was just like a a crazy whirlwind weekend and lots of stories. You know, coming out. Um, fun. Also, little story. Uh, we are recording, or at least from where <laughs> I am, uh, in yeah. Los Angeles at TMZ Studios, recording in the dark, kind of totally we had in a, the dark.
2: La- hmm totally I in can attest to this. Uh,
1: you can. Uh, you know, had a little bit of a snafu, but listen, it was a make it work moment. We lost the power in our building and we I, you know always have a backup plan that's what producing is so i had a backup mic that plugs directly into my laptop so we we're still rolling still rolling we are not gonna let we're committed to giving you this coronation (laughs) recap so without further ado let's go this is spilling royalty a podcast that follows the piping hot stories of the British royal family from London to Montecito, all the way to the upcoming coronation of King Charles. I'm Sean Mandel, a producer, pop culture devotee, and part-time royal correspondent.
2: And I'm Maggie Van Dorn, the show's producer, Sean's biggest fan, and his occasional sidekick.
1: In each episode, we will spill the tea.
2: That's American for gossip.
1: On the latest stories about the heir, the spare, and their kin tea will be served with some cultural context and history from across the pond that you can't go without. So without further ado, let's spill the royal tea. Okay, Maggie, there were a lot of memorable moments, great moments. We have talked purposely, not too much about The best moments are what our favorite moments are, because we wanted to have this little little moment on the moment of surprise, moment of surprise to discuss what are three favorite like top line uh, parts of the coronation or takeaways, images, viral moments. So I'm going to give it up to you first.
2: Um, Okay, so my first moment (laughs) is Kate Middleton's headpiece
1: snap 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 yes right? like slay queen slay princess but like slay
2: slay yeah i mean Big it was slay, extraordinary mama. and we had, i think touched upon the fact that she might not be wearing a tiara because this was meant to be a modern um somewhat understated coronation yep and she came with the most royal regal non-tiara headpiece that the funny one could thing have. Is, 100%.
1: And the funny thing about it is, too, that, like, so just a little bit of background on this. We don't fully know the reason why there was this rule. And there was a rule, basically, that, like, uh, women were not supposed to wear tiaras, which is kind of surprising because in the like this is a big state occasion so Mm -hmm. for something like this it wouldn't be abnormal for you for the women to be wearing their tiaras the is it because
2: there can only be one crown
1: well and that is one speculation okay there's there's one of the speculations that you mentioned which is that okay they don't want to um you know, like uh, they don't want it to look too gaudy or ostentatious or whatever. But it's like, uh, are you kidding me? Like, the, the that it's, we're already there. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, like, yeah. Kate was decked out in these robes of, like, a special yes. royal order that she was in. So it's like, that's not, <laughs> if that's the concern, we need to have a whole reboot of the plan. Right. So right. I don't buy that. There is the thing also of being like there can only be one crown about like the only woman allowed to wear a crown is Camilla. Like there is all these sort of speculations, right? And some of them maybe they're conspiracy theories. Who knows? But the interesting thing to me is a crown that or a tiara that Kate would have worn if tiara if all the royal women were gonna wear tiaras is something that we would have seen before. So it's like a look that wouldn't be too surprising. Whereas this, this headpiece, which was sort of like a garland, was something that we haven't seen before. And so it actually, she ended up, like if the intention was that she should not be uh, taking the spotlight away from Charles and Camilla, Mission failed right. because she got even more attention than I think she normally would have because it was so beautiful. It was like modern but still royal and regal and, and it was and totally
2: bespoke too, it was right? Bespoke. I mean yeah. it was created for her, for the coronation. It wasn't some a rewear, a royal. Rewear.
1: So this headpiece, which they're calling it a headpiece, you know, not a tiara, because I first saw it and I was like, "Oh, it's a tiara!" But then they're very <laughs> cleverly being like, "No, it's not a tiara." And it's uh, it was there's like a double tiara. The there's
2: actually two levels it, to this headpiece. There's two levels <laughs> to this headpiece.
1: And Princess Charlotte had like a matching so one sweet. that was just one layer, like mm-hmm. so cute. Um, mm-hmm. the headpiece was it was a collaboration between Alexander McQueen, who is one of uh, uh Kate's favorite designers designed her wedding dress and uh, a a milliner named Jess Collette. The interesting thing about Jess is that she first got her start as a result of a grant from Prince Charles's charity, The Prince's Trust. So it's, listen, if it was at all a subtle dig at Charles and Camilla, the fact that she went with someone who was like funded by Charles, like in my gossip desiring mind i hope that it was that yeah. <laughs> because i'm petty and messy you know it probably it could also
2: have been a tribute in some way to but, the prince's trust
1: but she also was wearing princess diana's pearl earrings i just oh, want to yeah. say that okay. like she inherited you know mm-hmm. because they were part of the world jews or anything so so there's that yeah. okay i spent enough time on your number one moment. Give, yeah. me, number, give me number two. Oh, okay. do I have to give number one now? I
2: think you, I think you should give number one well, now. Well, Kate,
1: it was Kate. It was I just Kate wrote herself, down,
2: the vision. I just wrote Kate Slay.
1: Like <laughs> that's, it, it was yeah. just all about her, like the photos also of her in the carriage with like the rain yes. drops gently yes. on the window of the carriage and her just looking out majestically. Yeah. Like it just so regal. was- It's just everything that I want, like from a royal event. It's drama. It's glamour.
2: I don't know if like I'm projecting all of my hopes onto her, which is possible. Um, but I do, (laughs) and she is such a gorgeous human being. Gorgeous,
1: impossibly like.
2: But at the same time, I'm like this. Even transcended just normal beauty. Like she seemed to inhabit the role there that was she a was regalness
1: born for. and she is the Capricorn. I just want to say, <laughs> so like it totally makes sense. Like she's a Capricorn queen. Um, mm-hmm. And no, she absolutely is. She is so regal, so poised. So like just her stately. presence
2: mm-hmm.
1: stately. And you know, I've heard from my sources as well that like she runs, I don't want to curse, but like she runs ish, you know, like in, in her household and she commands respect from like the royal household and everything, which is er, like you had she had to earn that because yeah. when she came in to the royal family, she was like mocked by members of staff, like middle class Middleton. Jokes were made, meek. very meek you know, mm-hmm. watch that interview. I suggest people watch the interview that she did with uh, Prince William when their engagement was announced back in 2010, 2011. And, you know, you look at her and she kept, throughout the interview, she's looking to William kind of for guidance and she's stumbling over her words. And mm-hmm. it's just wonderful to see, a you know, anyone, you know, but like a powerful woman who's grown into herself and has that confidence. And yeah. uh, again, I know it's maybe silly because it's like a parasocial relationship, but (laughs) I found it I found it very inspiring.
2: Totally. Totally. Okay. Okay, So so we kind of so we kind of have the same number one. We have the same number one. Okay. Um number two is a little bit more thematic. It's less about a particular person. I have one
1: of those two. So
2: okay. So I felt like the coronation was a window into medieval history and there was oh, even more symbolism twist. and um yeah and there was even more symbolism than i could have imagined i was looking at orbs and scepters and rings and crowns and the symbolic touching of these items and just the uh, declaration of oaths to rule with justice and mercy but it kind of felt like a like a good feudal king <laughs> kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I just wasn't completely prepared for the solemnity and the seriousness of that. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, I, I appreciated that. And I think that if you're watching the coronation or tracking the royals, yeah. and especially if you don't live in the UK, that one of the reasons you might be interested is because of the history and you might have like an old old world romantic flair. I mean, yeah. that, that, to borrow just a religious word that people are swept up in ritual and it is what moves not only our minds, but our hearts. And, you know, that was um, that was something that they really leaned into.
1: I love that. I would not have expected that, um, but you're absolutely right. And I like that, uh, how it gives us a, an additional little flair to this conversation so I that's really that's Mm. really insightful and when I think about it too I really yeah no I love it um my number two is not as um erudite (laughs) um but and it's not surprising if you've been listening to the pod uh Prince Louis period yes. was yes. my number two moment I just yeah. I love him he is a meme king he uh, I, so there were so many great yeah. moments you know him first of all he looked adorable I mean they always do but like when they walked in so uh also you know Prince George was not seated with William and Kate because he actually had uh an official role oh. in Hinge the Boy. ceremony as as a page boy who was like holding uh, with some other page boys holding uh, King Charles's robe. So we didn't see all five of them, William, Kate, Louis and Charlotte and George together. So it was a kind of a moment for like, George got to shine on his own. And then there was a moment, you know, for like Louis, there was space for Louis and Charlotte to shine. And there was like from the very beginning when they walked into the chapel and they're holding hands as, you know, there's that great photo of them holding hands, so precious. But then when they get to their seats, Louis is looking around, yawning, pointing to something to like have Charlotte, you know, look at it and just is giving up, he's serving face, Uh you know, like Mm -hmm. he, and, and there's this moment. There's a moment where the camera cuts back to where William and Kate are midway through the ceremony because it's a it's a you know two-hour long ceremony or service, ceremony and service, and Louis gone. And you just (laughs) Oh, he's like just completely gone. Like gone, gone. He wasn't there. It was just Charlotte Will and Kate. And there had been all these reports about because Louis stole the show at Queen Elizabeth's uh, 70th, you know, Jubilee celebration Mm -hmm. uh, in in, just amazing. And so there were all these questions about whether he's only five years old. Charles, granted, though, was four years old when he attended his mom's coronation. Just Mm -hmm. an interesting little piece of context. But also looked
2: uh, equally bored at times.
1: Equally bored. Uh, Wasn't giving us as much comedy, but equally bored. So there's this moment where. He's gone. And you have to want like everybody's everybody on Twitter, including royal correspondents who are in the building, you know, must have been secretly tweeting are saying, well, that's it for Louis. Like, he's, you know, <laughs> he has he's to gone retire from
2: the party early. He has to
1: retire. And then there was a report that came out later that there was like a, his nanny was waiting in the wings to take him away if something happened. But then he came back. There was, so I don't know, maybe he just needed a bathroom break. He needed a snack. um, Entirely possible. You know, so there was that. And then on the balcony, when the faces faces, and doing this like double hand clap and just hamming it up and Kate and Charlotte loving it. They're right behind him and next to him and just egging him, maybe not egging him on, but clearly enjoying, you know, the comedy. Yeah.
2: yeah, no, you're so right, and I think we all love Louis. Like he might love have Louis. like the highest approval rating of all the royals. Has
1: to be, it's... but he wasn't at the coronation concert the next day, and I <gasps> have to think, yeah, I have to think that that is because of <laughs> how how he, he behaved, how he <laughs> behaved the day before. But I just I am oh, a Louis stan, um, absolutely. and I will stand by that.
2: Yeah, no, that's great um okay okay. you're number three my third and this is really hard because we could go on and on but i know okay so not queen camilla herself but Uh the memes that she generated about
1: the memes being
2: a side chick who gives hope to all other side chicks around the world because like exactly she had been asked many years ago whether she would ever be queen or she thought of herself as being queen and she said right like, you must be joking
1: right and, and here she was being she her had he, here she was and fun little fact she's descended from another royal side chick um <gasps> and so she yeah, yeah 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 another uh another mistress of a king. So it it's just this wonderful- it's in her blood. Wonderful in the sense of like, from a story perspective, I'm not gonna say whether, you know, I'm not gonna voice personal opinion on Camilla, uh, right. but it is from a story perspective, the arc of her journey in the yeah. royal family, Is and now she's also not being referred to as queen consort, they're just referring to her as Queen Camilla. Uh, There was a report about Princess Anne, like on a at an event the night before the coronation. I again, this could be spurious, but there was a report that she told Camilla, she's like, You are not queen, you are queen consort. And I hope again, my me being messy, I hope that's true. Um, but don't have from my my source of me. Well, that's what Anne was, like, correcting oh. Her, oh, allegedly, okay. reportedly. Okay. Um, my sources haven't been able to verify this, but I think that's really interesting. And it's, it, it was, it was just a big moment to see Camilla there and I'll share personally as well like I knew that Camilla was going to be queen because we've known that for a little while now even though when she and Charles married they said that she was just going to be princess consort Mm -hmm. but it did strike me in a way I wasn't expecting and I just kind of Mm -hmm. felt you know I'm happy like again they have a relationship they're in love they have this their own fairy tale but it just hit me in a certain way that I wasn't expecting and it just made me think of diana and i couldn't help but think of diana all day and i'm wearing actually my yeah diana i was gonna
2: say for t-shirt. our listeners who can't see sean he is wearing his <laughs> diana t-shirt which is absolutely fabulous i just
1: wanted to remember her mm-hmm. on this like it just and a lot of people. speaking of social media you know like a lot of people were talking about her as sure. well and so like not to bring it down but like i i couldn't help but think about her all day
2: Right, and I think that's the best way to name it, you know, just to say like, she is there she is on there. many minds and many hearts, and yes. um, and has not been forgotten.
1: No, no. Um, okay,
2: what was your number three moment? Okay,
1: so my number three, it wasn't again, wasn't a specific moment, but there were moments. It was how Charles just looked in. All the a lot of the photos and videos yeah. that we got, you know, there was this moment where he's in the carriage uh, about to go into Westminster Abbey, but Will and Kate were supposedly, you know, from what we know, well, they were running late and they were supposed to go in before King Charles, and uh they had to wait. So Charles had to wait, before, so Kate and you know William could go in because they're supposed Charles and Camilla are supposed to be the last ones in. You know, they're the main, mm-hmm. they're the main event, mm-hmm. and there are you know these videos and photos and some lip readers and stuff who have seen Charles waiting in the carriage with Camilla and just being grumpy and frustrated and upset. And then there are all these photos of him as well. You know, the video of him in the ceremony, it is a solemn occasion, but right. he looks very like the weight of the crown, either maybe it was yeah. physical or maybe or it was metaphysical just seemed to be on him in a way that I've never seen him before as Prince of Wales. And it's just Mm -hmm. interesting because we know from decades of reporting that he, you know, not that he wanted his mother to die, but I think this is a role that he wanted to have earlier in life. You know, he's in his seventies now. -hmm. And you would have thought, I think, that this would have been a more joyous occasion in some right. way right. and he just didn't seem to embody any of any of that joy and also
2: the oldest monarch to ascend to the throne right, right? to be
1: crowned yeah and
2: i and i really did see his age um, it, it was
1: very it, it was apparent
2: and yeah. um and then there's also just the fact that sometimes our face of repose looks different than Resting, how we are blank feeling face. yeah, I, yeah. That's that's another word for it. So yeah. um yeah, it's entirely possible that his inner experience was just luminous and magical. But it doesn't I guess always. we'll never know. We'll never know. It it's it's yeah. only
1: he'll he's the only one who knows. Um, right. So, we have a couple great guests today. We have two. We're having a little mini roundtable, and mm-hmm. they are Friends of the Pod returnees, Jamie Samhan, a former royal correspondent for Entertainment Tonight Canada, a very good friend of mine, been with us since the beginning of this podcast, and also a friend, Zach Hussein, royal photographer, who we've chatted with before, comes from a line of royal photographers. He was there. At the coronation, outside Westminster Abbey, it was raining, by the way, terrible weather, in the torrential downpour, having to endure that, taking, you know, snapping photos away. Uh, so I thought these two, you know, wonderful individuals would be a great uh, a bookend to this to this season. So uh, yeah. we're going to get into a conversation with them, but first, we're going to have a little ad break. All right. Well, we have some friends of the pod with us, Jamie Samhan and Zach Hussein, both are returning guests. Hello and welcome, and thank you so much for jumping on for our season finale.
0: Hello, hello, it's,
1: hello. <laughs> um, it's really funny because you know I I love getting to talk with my friends on the pod, um, but you both are you know we have a fun story because jamie you and i met through doing this pod first time around and then you introduced me to zach when we went out for the royal wedding so i'm really glad that you know we haven't we all you know like have our separate chat but i don't think we have group chat and so this is just my again you know excuse to have a video group chat with us yeah it feels like so long ago well yeah i mean can you believe it it's been like, well, I don't even want to say the years, but obviously a lot has happened since then. Um, And you both have such great perspective from, you know, different point of views, but ones that are really complimentary. And I think are good to help us understand the whole picture because Jamie, you know, you've covered the Royals, so you have, you know, that background um, and especially, you know, working with the palaces and Zach, you have, you know, you work with them as well, but you're on the ground. And we've talked about this before in terms of, you know, the perspective, literal perspective of being there as a photographer. So. You were there at the coronation, you know, outside Westminster Abbey in the pouring rain, the horrible weather. I just wanted to first hear, you know, what what it was like uh, on the day, and just your sort of general impressions. You know, you weren't obviously in, you know, the the church in in the Abbey, but you know, you got closer than most most people, um, a, as you usually do. So I was curious what your like takeaways were, what the
3: experience was like. I mean, it's. It's such an incredible occasion anyway, something that none of us really could prepare for because right. kind of royal weddings, everyone's been to a wedding and it's kind of okay, so like a royal wedding is a grand occasion. But a coronation is, is not something you see all the time, you know, it's, it's such a rare occurrence. So going into it as a photographer, it's quite hard to mentally prepare for what you're going to get. um in terms of pictures um but on the day well it was forecasted to rain and the heavens opened and it was it was torrential it was bad rain right like it was like really coming down it was really coming down but yeah I mean it's it so from my perspective and my colleague's perspective the rain really did put a it was a major factor in how we covered the event Jamie, what was your, you know, you had a different experience as I did,
1: you know, watching from home. And I, I'm curious sort of what struck you the most, like what uh, stood out the most to you? You know, luckily we were in the position of, you know, not having to be uh, <laughs> in, in in the chaos of it as we've been before.
0: Yeah, not in the pouring rain. I was curled up in my bed. It was about 3 a.m. here when everything started. So yep. I, uh, yeah, I was curled up in my bed with my laptop. Nice and warm and toasty, Zach. Um, but yeah, no. For me, it was a very different experience, obviously. And watching it on TV, I don't think it came across the same as it probably did in person. Mm. I think that's like most live events. You kind of have to be there to witness it. Honestly, I started to fall asleep through part of it. Partly because it was a middle of <laughs> night.
1: Partly because... It's also like, you know, a very staid ceremony. Formal. Like, for and of, of course, yeah. and they have
0: to go through all the formalities and everything. But even what stood out to me the most was how stressed out King Charles looked. He right. looked. And that's- I don't know if that's just the way it came across, but yeah.
3: No, 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 I agree. And and, and just looking at my pictures, um yeah. that's something that definitely came across and just, you know, just watching him in front of me through a lens, just getting out of the carriage and when he came back into the carriage afterwards, there was that definite sort of vibe I was getting. He was just seemed really nervous and really serious and kind of like, you know, I get the Camilla
0: smiled a few times. I mean she looked stressed out as well. And it's a huge thing, but she she had a few smiles. But even if you look at like the official portraits afterwards that they released just recently, he still looked
1: stressed out and not
0: very pleased.
1: One of the things I always love from every Royal event, like nowadays are the memes and sort of, you know, like the running social media commentary, but um, there were some great memes showing like Camilla because I uh, when she was, after she was crowned, like she had, like that's kind of when I think, you know, she got this like big grin uh, or like the biggest grin that she had maybe like on her face. So there were a lot of people like having fun. And I think a lot of people were, you know, like, uh, and I even had friends who are not, who never pay attention to the royals and everything but because they know that this is in my wheelhouse they reach out to me and they're like why was he looking so grumpy you know and it's like the funny thing is is that this is something we know you know that he's wanted and felt frustrated about his role being prince of wales and being the guy in waiting and not having to make that into a job when it wasn't a job, you know, um, (laughs) really before. And so now it's kind of this moment that he's been waiting for. So I think people were, uh, you know, taken aback by that, or at least I was. Well,
0: that's the thing. Everything they do is always about the perception and how it's gonna come across. Right. And I mean, they always have to be like on, per se, and they need to look like they're always enjoying themselves. So it's a little bit surprising that he wasn't able to muster that up for the occasion.
1: Yeah, and Zach, there. What you talked about in the carriage, which there was. There's been a lot of articles written about the fact that uh, Will and Kate were supposed to arrive before the King and Camilla and enter, you know, the chapel or, or enter the Abbey, but they were running late, which is not something you know the Royals like to do. And there were some photos and videos being taken of Charles, you know, basically having to wait for them in the carriage, looking you know, visibly
3: frustrated. I was wondering if you know, did you see that uh, as well, like through your lens? Definitely when the carriage pulled up um, with Charles and Camilla in it, you know, we were okay, they're gonna come out any second. And it was just sitting there for ages. And we, we couldn't work out why. Right. There were also those, you know, photos
1: taken, uh, you know, Will and Kate, when, when they were with the kids and they were exiting and a lot of people were sort of looking at their face and faces and their reactions and expressions being like, this is a, we were running, like a, a running late uh, kids, you know, how to fight with the kids in the car vibe, if ever I've seen one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like- yeah, uh, as, with, a, as
0: a mom, it definitely was.
1: That's definitely what it looked like to me. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, Zach, if you felt like that was kind of blown out of proportion
3: um i mean i guess you can you can read all sorts of things into right I- into these things we don't really know but i think jamie's kind of probably hit the nail on the head there somewhat with her experience with kids
1: <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is you were covering the coronation but you weren't able to see the coronation until afterwards obviously no. because you're working you know through no. the whole day and i was curious you know what were your favorite images either ones that you know that you took
3: or just that you saw uh, you know from inside the coronation of that day what went on inside the inside the ceremony inside Westminster Abbey as as you say like I didn't I must have been like one of the last people in the world to have seen it because (laughs) everyone was watching it and I wasn't right but I think that the strongest images in my in my opinion is the stuff on the balcony when they all came out on the balcony and it's just You know, they were out there for long enough that you can, you know, photographically that you can pick up different expressions and things. So I think they are quite iconic pictures um, with the crowns on, standing on the balcony of Buckingham Palace. I think that was.
0: Yeah, that is the future of the monarchy now. That's exactly I think what they wanted to go for is this is what the future of this monarchy is going to look like.
3: I mean, the the obvious one one person missing from that picture. who yep. could
0: you be talking about?
3: I, I couldn't possibly, I don't know, I couldn't possibly comment <laughs> Could it be on that, but... um, a certain ginger prince? Uh... Oh yeah, possibly, yeah, possibly. Could well be. Yes. <laughs> could well be. Um, he was absent from that uh, um, little ensemble on the balcony. Uh, it was interesting because I was, you know, listening to, I was switching back and forth
1: between a lot of different coverage and it was interesting to me because the american networks were much more like all they were talking about in that interim between the coronation ceremony and the balcony appearance was is harry going to be there is harry going to be there uh and and it kind of had always been my uh, assumption that
3: he wasn't (laughs) going to be there and i I, I don't think he's ever going to be there i think um him coming to the actual ceremony was you know even that was some not a surprise I thought he would always come but But it wasn't a given I think it would I think it would have I don't think it would have been a good move not to go but I mean he had the perfect excuse to leave early though right because it was Archie's birthday so look you know there's a lot of comment that he didn't have any communication at all with his brother or his dad right there's there's no photos there's no video footage of them talking to each other you know during the ceremony or after the ceremony, they weren't sitting near each other. And then he literally, from what we can see, got in a car, then got on a plane and flew home. So, you know, I think he's making quite a strong statement by by the way that he acted. Yeah, Jamie, can you walk us through, like, a little bit
1: more of the, like, logistics of, you know, <laughs> of Harry's cameo?
0: Yeah, totally. So he did just fly in for his father's coronation. Like Zach said, it would have been a pretty big thing if he didn't show up at all it is his father and he has kept saying he wants to reconcile with them that can be an entire podcast on itself but yeah he basically (laughs) showed up and because he's not a senior working royal he walked in with his cousins he walked in with Beatrice and Eugenie he sat with the non-working royals exactly where he should have been seated and of course he's not going to sit in the front row with the working royals he's not one anymore no I think he was sitting exactly where he should have been sitting of course, he's not going to be able to have a chance to speak to William. They weren't sitting next to each other. It's not like in the middle of the coronation, William's going to turn around and start having a conversation with him. Right. So I think and they, they arrived orchestrated
1: at it. different times but, yes, as well.
0: They arrived at different times. Harry walked in by himself. Megan, of course, was back in California with the kids. And yeah, I think they orchestrated it perfectly. The fact that they didn't have to run into each other. There was not really a chance for them to run into each other. There was no possibility that people could look at an image or the rip- lip readers Any of that, they avoided all controversy as much as possible.
1: And there were those, you know, those images as well of him, you know, outside the, outside the Abbey, getting into uh, a car. uh, That, again, funny memes about, you know, Prince Harry taking an Uber back to the airport. (laughs) Um, But we, you know, we now know that apparently, uh, from, from what I've heard, that he did go immediately after Um, you know, the coronation. He went to Buckingham Palace for a quick moment, but, you know, didn't see members of his family. I don't, you know, maybe he had some business or something or, I don't know, personal belongings that he wanted to pick up (laughs) while he was there. And then went straight to the airport, still in, like, he was photographed still in his, like, full, it's called, you know, a morning suit, uh, which is this very formal, you know, different than just, like, a normal suit or, like, a tux, getting on a commercial flight, which was kind of bizarre that part. A very
0: long and comfortable ride back.
1: Thank you so much for coming on to our our last episode of this season. Um it really means a lot to me and your insight as always is very valuable. So appreciate you both taking the time today. My pleasure. Not a problem. it's always was it was fun to talk. I can't believe that we are here, that we have concluded the season, and Charles is coronated. It seems like it's gone by in the blink of an eye.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and it's wild for me to think, Sean, that you and I started this podcast five years ago when what a Hayden journey! And Harry were just engaged, right? Right, like
1: it's it... to think about all that has happened.
2: Right, exactly. And that that is why we came back for season two, because it was so undeniable that there was a lot of tea to catch up on.
1: Listeners, I wanna thank you all for going on this journey with us. Maggie, I wanna thank you oh. for being my intrepid co-pilot through so much of this. It has been so fun to revisit all of this and you know have uh have this journey again with you. Yeah. And uh, been, I'm just really grateful.
2: It's always fun, Sean, to do this with you because you are a consummate professional, and you're also just a really fun time. And so I, I hope listeners have enjoyed. Yeah, <laughs> I do hope listeners have enjoyed the season of Spilling Royal Tea, and we are so grateful that you've come along for the ride with us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you again to all of you. The royalty is, of course, going to continue whether we want it to or not. I can't escape the royal world whether I want it to or not. Uh, We are bonded for life. So you can still follow me and get updates from me and perspective about the royals on Twitter at Sean Mandel and on Instagram. Same at Sean Mandel. You know, as Taylor Swift once said, I don't love the drama The drama
2: drama
1: loves loves me. So, thank you all. Spilling Royal Tea is a production of the TMZ Audio Network. It's produced by Maggie Van Dorn. Wild Young is our in studio producer. Make sure you never miss an episode and subscribe or follow Spilling Royal Tea on your favorite podcast app. And if you like the show, share it with a friend or someone you know who likes to spill the tea. You can also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing Spilling Royal Tea on Apple Podcasts.